Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, from a basement somewhere in Nottingham, coming to you pre-recorded, it's the first ever episode with Darren Fletcher and Vernon Kay. This is the fumble. That's all right. Hey, no, tell you what. Hey, are we in? I had to get halfway through and started coughing. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do that. I went, <laughs> and I had to start again. Uh, welcome, everyone. This is the fumble. This is podcast one, number one, episode As one. As promised. As promised. As promised. We finally made it. And I'm not lying. We are coming to you from a basement in Nottingham. We are. If I look round the room, there's two guitars hanging on the wall behind you. There's a, an organ thing to the right. It's not, it's not really NFL, but we're going to make it NFL, we? are we? going to make it NFL. So Darren and I have decided that we're going to get together and we're going to do a podcast that isn't really about the X's and O's, the stuff that goes on on the field. You know, the players, the, yeah. the in-routes, the out-routes, the cover threes, the cover ones. You've got to be balls. intelligent to do that. that yeah. That's where we kind of miss that bracket. Yeah, but so they're the guys that do the podcast do that really well. So they do. They do the analytical stuff, but that's not really us, so we're going to leave that to them, because they're better. And we're going to try and do something different. Yeah, we're going to be the OK magazine there you go. of the NFL, where we talk about everything else that isn't important. As I described it on uh, Twitter recently, we're the t-shirt cannon of NFL <laughs> podcast. I saw that. That made me <laughs> chuckle. We're going to play fantasy American football with you as well. The showbiz. The fireworks, the flyovers, the cheerleaders, the cheerleaders. The, the cheerleaders. I'm stuck. <laughs> the hot Help dogs. Yeah. That's what we're going to talk about. That's what the fumble is all about. It's, it's an alternative look at the NFL. A few stories thrown in as well because we've, we've been to a few events down the years and something always seems to go wrong. Something memorable happens. Uh, we want your participation as well. At the fumble on Twitter. I think the last time we looked, we got 26 followers, which is 26 <laughs> more listeners than we've got at the moment. So we're going to build it very much from the ground up and we're going to have a bit of fun along the way, right, right the way through the season, uh, paying close attention, of course, to the games in, in London at Twickenham and Wembley and the Super Bowl, of course, at the end of the year as well. So like Darren says, let us know at the fumble is where we are on Twitter. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us. Where are we going to start off I with think our first podcast, yeah. first topic, Darren, you lead the way. I think we've got to do the most significant game of week one for you and I. When you sat back and watched it last weekend and, and the dust had settled, what did you think the most significant thing for me this week was? I think NFL fans know me and they know that I've got a man crush on the greatest of all time. Yeah. Tom Brady. Mm. The thing that shook me to my core. Mm. The thing, when I woke up and I thought, oh my goodness me, no one scores more than 20 points in a quarter on the New England Patriots. Let's talk about that. Okay. Have you got any concerns that the great man's arm might not be what it was? He seemed to float a few. Fletch, he, he never, ever, ever launches Aaron Rodgers-style rockets. He, that's not what he does. He this throws is not good news flats. for Brandon Cooks. He throws to the flats and he throws 15, maybe 20 yards maximum. Oh, they're called apartments over there. Yeah, 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 they are. <laughs> but if Gronk's down the middle, he'll try and get it to him. But Brady, that's not what Brady does. Mm. Bilicek and Brady, they've got this game plan where they just say it's all about the yards. Let's get four, five at a time. The big problem is Julian Edelman isn't playing. That's where they fell down. Well, you can't throw regularly to Danny Amadola for one reason. He gets hurt all the time. He's a, he's a good receiver, but he can't stay on the field. Dante Hightower mm. was out. You know, you, you miss a considerable player like that, you are... It's, to replace a player like that, the calibre of a player like that, whose experience and knowledge 
is something that has he's has ridden the Patriots to success. You get rid of him and you lose the key to the door. My most significant game of the weekend was Raiders 26, Titans 16. The Raiders winning on the road because I kind of picked up on your theme and I think that if anybody is going to take over from New England in the AFC, I know the smart money's on the Pittsburgh Steelers being that team, but I like the Raiders and the Titans, two teams on the rise, lots of talent on the roster. And I thought that the Raiders were very efficient on offense. Derek Carr doesn't make mistakes. They got 76 really hard yards from Marshawn Lynch. Could he still take the battering and churn the legs after a year? Everyone was surprised at his performance. Yeah, Everyone was surprised because it's very rare that a player takes a lot of time out and then jumps back into the league. Yeah. I mean, retirement. He was been riding a bicycle around Scotland. Exactly. So he's been doing mad stuff during the off-season, comes yeah. back and puts in a strong performance like that. He got smashed about a couple of times. They, yeah, he bounced off good, a few, didn't good he? Good to see him jump back up. Uh, the Raiders, I've got my Raiders cap on today. I'm not a Raiders fan. I've got a oh, Raiders cap I thought cap you were an NWA fan. No. I thought that's what it was. <laughs> well, I, thought, I, listen, I thought he's gone all hip-hop. Listen, I, I've only got this cap on because I've got a cap of every team like you have. Where did you watch it Sunday night? I have a routine. I'll be honest with you. We get the kids ready for bed. Yep. We get the kids all kind of set up. Homework's done. Dinner's done. We have a relaxing time. They have the supper, and then Daddy kind of sneaks off to the sports room, as like I that. call it on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, a couple of cans, a couple of cans of lager, yeah. or a couple of bottles of lager, whatever it is. My preference of choice, right then, <laughs> and then feet up. That's it. Yeah. Spare telly. Off we go. This was me. I've got the same room in the house. I've got the sports room. Bit of memorabilia around yeah. it. Done all that. Right. Get the Aaron Rodgers jersey on because it's, <laughs> it's Packers Seahawks later. So I'm all set. Um. And then my six-year-old yeah. daughter, Amelie, demands, yeah. bear in mind, Mrs. F has gone to a concert, so I'm in the house. Who did she go kids. watching? John Legend. Really? Yeah, Sunday night in nice, Nottingham. Nice. So my six-year-old, backed up by my eight-year-old, demand, demand, not act demand, that I take them out for an Indian. Oh, man. So I have to get a sweatshirt over the Rogers jersey because I can't sit in the Indian dressed up like that. Yeah. That's only for private viewing in the house. And sit and have a chicken tikka masala with the kids whilst I'm on the fantasy apps and everything else, Game Pass, <laughs> trying to watch it all. So I that, was just going to say, yeah. and that's why Baby Jesus invented Game Pass. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Football so, on, the, on the road. Yeah, so what are you looking for in week two? We're not going to go through all the games, are we, and do all that? No, we're but not going to do all that. We're going to try and say, look, this is what I really can't wait to see in week two. Right, this so. is what I, I want to talk about, and I will talk about it in several podcasts to come. Yes. Because I truly believe that we should all doff our cap to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. All right, because they've invested in us. Yep. You know, every year now, for what is it, five, four, five years? Yep. They've come over to London and they've given us a little bit of them. And if they could play Tom Savage every week, they would be the New England Patriots. Exactly. <laughs> they can't, can they? Exactly. So I just want to say congratulations to the Jags. Yes. And everyone talked about... And thank uh, you to Tom Savage. Yeah, everyone yeah. talked about Blake Bortles and the fact that them drafting high a running back in Fonette from LSU, that it would take pressure... Off Blake Bortles, and he, it did. He could be the first running back in the history of the NFL with a 1,000 carries this year. Yeah. They're not going to do anything, are they, than give the ball to Leonard Fournette and say, off you go, sunshine. I think the thing is now is can they show a bit of consistency and surprise one or two? Last year, they were everybody's cheeky sleeper, weren't they? They were. Well, let's pick the Jags, and then they flattened off again. But you always get one, don't you, every year that you think, well, they've done better than we expected. Might it well be. And I hope it is a successful season. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the Packers and the Falcons because I wasn't that impressed by what I saw from Atlanta in Soldier Field against the Bears. I thought they'd win that one easily. I'm kind of thinking that if the Packers start the season with a win against Seattle and a win against Atlanta, that really does make them the, the class of the NFC at the early stage. I know the Cowboys fans are going to be shouting at the radio, but I've got my doubts about Dak Prescott year two, if I'm honest. And I just think from a Packers fan standpoint, if we can win week two against Atlanta, having knocked off the Seahawks, we can start booking flights. We well, can start well, booking flights. Well, you know, Atlanta, since they lost their offensive coordinator to San Francisco, it's a completely different offense. And I know this from the inside. Ah, OK. So former London Warriors defensive coach, Adam Dirty, does an apprenticeship. Uh, every year at the Atlanta Falcons done it for the past two years and he said it's a completely different team now that Kyle's not there Kyle Shanahan offensive coordinator mm. now that he's the head coach of the 49ers but they've still got the players you know if, and that wide receiver set is unbelievable just give the ball to Julio Jones but you've still got Matt Ryan you've still got Devontae Freeman you've still got Terrence Coleman you've still got Mohamed Sanu along with Julio Jones Austin Hooper had the big play against the Bears in week one and I think it's another test though looking at that game this week Packers defence played quite well on opening night Mike Daniels in particular was really strong through the middle very disruptive they've invested in cornerbacks can they do that against 
you know, a genuine heavyweight offence in Atlanta. So, it's going to be it's going to be a good game. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Nice. We've got loads of little sections that we're going to do during the podcast, haven't we? And we're going to talk about uh, the fantasy scene a little bit later on because this is where we make our money, which we don't. <laughs> it's where we stay afloat, is what we do. We can do that in a bit, so just stand by for that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to hear from Whitney Merciless, the man with the best name in the NFL. I oh, spoke oh. to him last week and we're going to hear from him. Ultimate Bond villain there. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, he, did, he did actually say to me when I spoke to him, I don't want to spoil it, but he said when I was a kid, People did say you should be in the NFL because he was called Whitney Merciless. Yeah, wow. and he said, "Here I am." Yeah, people just told me to <laughs> off. <laughs> we can bleep that, can't we, Simon? <laughs> oh, if we can't, this will be the first yeah. and last. It'll be the second podcast, the first one and the last one that we've done together. Uh, but we've got a section now called Pick Six, and this is where we've got six topics. Some have been sent in by the listeners yep. who weren't listeners when they sent them in yeah, because yeah. we didn't exist. Exactly. But they are listeners now because they're listening to this. So the first topic we've got, Vern, is small players. And the reason small players are in there is because of Tariq Cohen, the five foot six inch running back, rookie running back of the Bears, who actually outperformed Jordan Howard in week one. He came from Northern Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. So he should be driving a tractor, harvesting, but he's not. He's going for 154 total yards in week one as a rookie against the Atlanta Falcons. So it kind of got me thinking about the best small players that we've seen. Joe Morris, yes, running back for the New York Giants. Yeah, little Joe. Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie. I'd, I'd not got it. Bob Sanders I'd got, the safety from the Colts, who hit like a train. He was 5'8". How can you be a safety at 5'8"? 5'8". 5'8". That's ridiculous. The Ice Cube, Gerald McNeil, kick returner with the Cleveland Browns. They're going to mention a bit, by the way. Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles. 5'6", 190 pounds. Wow. That's when wet through. That's quite cheap for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I found the best of the lot. Jack Soapy Shapiro. Five... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> How and who gave him that nickname? Wikipedia didn't go that far, did it? Right. Soapy. Soapy, right? Jack Soapy <laughs> Shapiro was five feet one. Get lost. He was. You're and making he... it up. No, I'm not. He played what? He's the smallest ever player in the NFL. Five foot one. Yeah, five one. And he played one game in 1929 for the Staten Island Stapletons. And guess what position he played? Don't tell me receiver. No, he was a fullback. <laughs> so, so you've got this five foot one inch fella called Soapy blocking for the tailback. Wow. Well, he's, Maurice Jones drew. He, he, yes. he's a unit. Yeah, but he was what five eight five nine. But he was about seven feet wide. Yeah, he it, was like a little bowling ball. He was. Yeah, I remember seeing MJD go through the the Radio Row Media Centre at the Super Bowl, and he'd done his cruciate. So he got like a modified kid scooter. So he got his knee bent, resting on that, walking through on the scooter through the media centre. And it was like this gigantic little man, if you can be a gigantic little man, with a kid scooter strapped to his knee. Is that an oxymoron? <laughs> what, a gigantic, G- gigantic little, little man? Gigantic little man. Bowling through the, the Radio Row at the Super Bowl. I love There's Radio MJD. Row. Let's talk about Radio, radio Row. Radio Row's brilliant. It's, so Radio Row is basically Super Bowl week. It's where everyone from every country, every media outlet, bases themselves. And, it, and I've been, so they let everybody in. And it's basically an arena. Yeah. It's an arena with different stalls, and the showbiz celebrities, the movie stars, the pop stars, the uh, players, current players, past players, they just wander around. It's like an exhibition of, of NFL. It is. And everything is accessible. I, was, I, I, I did some uh, major serious photobombing on the NFL network behind Michael Irvin on Radio Raw and I'm waving and I got so many tweets <laughs> from English fans of the game who were watching maybe streaming the NFL Network they're there all week aren't like, they are you yeah. in the Super Bowl are you behind Michael Irvin? is that you yeah, is that me. you is that yeah. really you um, I've got one for you uh, I did Tarek Cohen there so the stare down between AP and Sean Payton love this on Monday absolutely love it Neil Reynolds sent us this question in our very good friend from inside the Huddle and Sky Sports and he said what was Adrian Peterson saying to Sean Payton? I thought it was really obvious. Go on. I really did. I think he was absolutely fuming because Sean didn't give him back his Interactive Family Fortunes DVD <laughs> from the previous week. That's what it was. And, you know, he couldn't wait any longer. 
he had to let it out, let it slip during the game. He's like, Sean, you've still got my interactive DVD. Family fortunes. Come on, man. I've got the family coming round tonight. Where is it? Yeah, the last time I got a look like that was on that Sunday night in the Aaron Rodgers jersey when I said to Emily, my six-year-old, no, we're not going for an Indian. And yeah. she looked at me in a similar way that AP looked at Sean Payton. I thought he might have been saying, you weren't even the best player at the Leicester Panthers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got a good Leicester Panthers story. Oh, God. Yeah. So um, when I used to play for the Manchester All-Stars, this is like late 80s, I think it's 88, 89, we did an exhibition game for the Paralympics, I think it was, at Leicester Stadium. You know, the, remember the Velodrome? The Velodrome, yeah. It was there. That's where the game was, in the middle of the Velodrome. And guess who kicked off? Go on. Gary Lineker. Oh, did he? Yeah, big Leicester boy. Kicked off for the Leicester uh, Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. And then the game progressed and it went on and, and we, we got battered because we were tiny and they were huge. It was supposed to be youth football, but I'm sure they had a lot of 45-year-olds playing. Well, I played for the Caesars then. So the Leicester Panthers were our big local rivals because I was a Hoods fan then as a right. kid. And the Hoods <laughs> used to play the Panthers. And you would have been, well, you Manchester All-Stars as yeah. a kid. So what was you, was you, were you the Spartans? No, there was two rival teams. It was the All-Stars yeah. and the Spartans. Yeah, so, were they, so the, the Spartans were, were your rivals, main nemesis. Rivals. Yeah, yeah. It was the Leicester Panthers for us. It's amazing how we're trying to... We talk a lot about, uh, in NFL circles, about the development of young talent. And when you kind of skip back so many years and realise that the head coach of the New Orleans Saints... Mad. ...used to play quarterback... Mad. ...for the Leicester Panthers. Yeah. It's, it is bonkers. It's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. I mean, he's done well. Fair play to him. But I think, I think, let, let, in, on, on a more serious note, if we can, for just a second, <laughs> I think AP was just fuming. Yeah. That he was at Minnesota. Well, six carries, eighteen yards. I mean, wanted to make a statement. Yeah. Wanted people to realise that he's not dumb and he can still run the ball. Uh, he just got miffed. I mean, the big test is is this week. We saw what Kareem Hunt did for the Chiefs against the Patriots on opening night. If he's going to run the football and run it well. It would logic would dictate that he's going to do it against that New England defense without Dante Hightower. So, if we come out of week two and he's got six more carries and he's looking at Sean Payton like he's Sonny Liston again, then we know there's an issue. Number three in the pick six, Vern. Yes, the nicest NFLer, Stephen Jackson, man mountain of a running oh. back for the Rams and the Falcons, and then eventually the Patriots, but yep. they used him very little. Uh, lovely guy. He was in London with his sister. And we went out for dinner a couple of times, went to a couple of clubs. Couldn't have been nicer to everyone that we walked into. I mean, when he walked into them, he knocked them over, obviously. <laughs> so we had to be nice. Everybody bumps He looked like an old school... Remember them steel bins that used to sit in the corner <laughs> at school, in the class? Ted Rogers used to wheel it on every now and again yeah. on 3 two, one His shoulders must have been three, four foot wide. Yeah. And he, but he only had a size 28 waist. And obviously, Ray Lewis is a nice bloke. Yes. Well. We're going to try and speak to Ray, aren't we, at some stage on the podcast in the future? Yeah, he's coming He's on. your mate. Ex- well, I he's, like that. He's a friend. I like that. He's a friend. He's your mate, Ray. Fletch and I are in the same fancy football league. And we were, uh, Matt Forte cropped up. Oh. And that's the reaction yeah. in the WhatsApp group that we got when I went for Matt Forte. It's just a, oh, oh no, Fern, no, yeah. Fern, don't. Yeah. Not the nicest guy in the NFL? Well, yeah, I mean, I know the topic's supposed to be the nicest, but I've got to mention it, and, and I went to the... It was the Bears against the Colts. It was Andrew Luck's first game, and we did the commentary for the BBC. So, Crossy, who produces the podcast for us, we went out there. And obviously, locker room access after the game's great. The door's open, in you go, and everybody in there is fair game. Yeah. Regardless of what state of dress or undress they're in. Mainly undress. Go, yeah, you go in there and do your thing. So I'm thinking, it'd be great to speak to Matt Forte. So I, I did a piece with Julius Peppers, who was a really nice guy, chatted away to him. Matt Forte was in the middle of a media scrum, Starkers, doing his press. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll, I'll wait, because I can't get in. I'm only 5'10". I couldn't get across some of the big fellas in there. I thought, I'll wait. So Dar- Matt- Darren Soapy Fletcher. <laughs> Here you go. Well, Matt- <laughs> it was Matt Soapy Forte, I can tell you that. I- so anyway... When he finishes, I go over, and he just looked me up and down. Really, yeah, he looked me up and down. I thought, I can't look, look you up and down in no. the state you're in. I'll get arrested. Yeah. So he looked me up and down, and then he just said to me, show some respect, man. And wow. I thought, you just spoke to 25 Americans wow. with everything hanging out. Why can't you talk to me naked as well? What's wrong with that? What's I need wrong some with naked me? 40. What is wrong? What is wrong with that? 
You spoke to them with nothing on. Why can't you talk to me? So I just, so I just thought not having that. And, and as I went, I could feel him looking at me out of the locker room door. And it's a weird. big old unit, you know. So it must be an unwritten rule that once the scrums left the player, you just leave the player must alone. Must be, must be, but... <laughs> How bizarre is that? You'd think it would be, if they've got nothing on, don't talk to them. Exactly. But that wasn't an issue. He's quite happy to do it, Starkers. But now that he's got his towel on, he ain't <laughs> talking to no one. No chance. You show me respect. I've got a towel around me, sunshine. How weird. The nicest one was Aaron Rodgers, though. I've got to say, we did a documentary over there with the Packers, and he couldn't be more helpful. Genuine superstar. And he wanted to know whether we'd got enough stuff and all that kind of thing. He was just a really, really nice guy. Greg Jennings, as well, was, was an absolute dream to deal with. And uh, We've got some questions that have been sent in as well, Vern. Yep. Uh, Chris Hopkin basically asks... Are the Browns relevant again? I watched the, the game on Sky, and it's the first time in a long time that I've watched a full game because it captivated me. Yeah. I thought, hang on a minute, I'm watching the Cleveland Browns. We started That's... arguing about this, didn't we, Monday morning? Yeah, but as I think... As soon as you went for Deshaun Kaiser. Well, I went for Deshaun Kaiser. I thought he put in a sterling performance. He's, he's just tipped over the 20 mark. So he's one of the youngest quarterbacks to ever start in the NFL. And what, you, what you'll notice is the head coach there at the Browns held his hand all the way through the game. So he'd come off the sidelines and it was like they were having a father-son chat. You know, they were saying, like, good play, why did you throw it there? We went, you know, we ran it on second down because of this, that and the other. He was just talking constantly to him about what was going on, what he missed, what he saw, why he went there. I thought it was fascinating. I think if they can build that relationship, if they can have confidence, confidence in him throughout the season, he's going to do well. And they put in a few players, like the run option, that he ran very successfully at Notre Dame. And they put that in there. And when they had Johnny Manziel there, didn't really help him with his offence. So I thought he was really interesting. They must like him. And I thought he did really, really well. How many, how many do you think they'll win then? I think they'll win six or seven. Do you? Yeah, I do. My mate Internet Rich is a big Browns fan and I might never see him again. Because he, <laughs> he, he'll just celebrate that. Into the, like, he's been a Browns fan. and he, He's so unlucky, right? Because whatever he does, it goes wrong. So he bought a Joe Hayden shirt thinking they'll never get rid of him. And he's now at the Steelers, which is like the worst place he could be. So he's got this Joe Hayden jersey, cost him a fortune, can't Ouch. wear it. So I don't know what he's going to do with that. You They've know, got the worst uniform in the league as well. Yeah, that's You good. can't have Browns written down your pants like that. No. And uh, yeah, and any, any sports team that has the name of the actual team yeah. embroidered on the baseball cap, Cleveland Browns, yeah. it means you have no logo. Get yourself a logo. You have no relevance. You're just the Cleveland Browns. The dog, pine, the dog pine look good, though. Yeah, but yeah, well, yeah, but why not? Why not actually wear brown? Why, why is the helmet orange? They called the Browns, and the logo's orange. The, the logo's not even the right colour. At the fumble, uh, if you wanna, if you can answer those questions. If you're a Browns fan, any one of the dozen there are in the UK, yeah. <laughs> feel free to fire back. That game when they come to London, I'm telling you, it's going to be good. Well, yeah, we'll be, be we'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there. Um, next one, who is, Vern, the best young quarterback in the NFL? And I've written down a list here. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, uh, Jared Goff, Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott. I've put Deshaun Kaiser in for you, Deshaun Watson, the two rookies for this year. Well, apparently uh, Deshaun Watson's going to start. Yes. Week two, which will be interesting Got to see. To. Tom Savage was horrific. Yeah. Oh. Tom Savage. I mean, even the guys on Sky were like, who's Tom Savage? I know, I know. God bless him. I couldn't believe how bad the quarterback play was for the Jets how bad the quarterback play was for uh, the Texans. I mean, the Texans are a team that legitimately are, that they're a playoff contender, so that automatically makes you a Super Bowl contender, and they've got him playing at quarterback. But, I mean, we digress. We're not gonna, he's not going to see the field again, is he? Well, I'm going to spit it out. I'm going to say Jameis Winston for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, only because he's not played a game yet. <laughs> so we're yet to see Jameis Winston of 2017-18 season. So that's why I'm going for him. I got him down, you know, but I changed it um, simply because I want to see him manage games a little bit better. And having watched Hard Knocks, so does Dirk Cutter, the coach. Yeah. I think if he can stop turning the ball over, he could be as good as most in the league. But I've gone for Derek Carr for that reason. I never see Derek Carr make a mistake. No. And I know he's got the weapons around him in Crabtree and, and, and Cooper and a good running game, etc. But I, he just looks... Very mature. So does Marcus Mariota, but I'm just giving the edge there to Derek Carr. Yeah, good choice. I think Derek Carr just puts the ball on the money. Yeah. You know, he, he, he's so composed in uh, the pocket. And we all know with the fellow we talked about at the very start of the podcast, the greatest of all time, that's how Brady wins games. Just stands there, cool as ice, waiting for someone to get open. Okay, tell me now then. Tell me now. We drafted in a fantasy league. If you brought Tom Brady, we're going to do it now. And you sent a picture to all the lads on the WhatsApp group to say, 
I'm all set. And it was your desk. It was the pen, the laptop, a yep. bit, few bits of memorabilia. Yeah. And in the middle of it all that we all noticed was a, a New England Patriots helmet that said on it, to Pele, <laughs> something else, best wishes, Tom Brady. Yeah. And immediately we all said, Vern has pinched Pele's signed Tom Brady helmet. Why have you got a helmet in your house signed to Pele from Tom Brady? It's, it's, it's nothing glamorous. It's just very simple. I collect, I collect memorabilia. I collect stuff, you know, and, yeah. and it, it came up on Did the... Did you tell him your name was Pele? Well, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's my middle name. Easy mistake to make. Vernon Pele K. <laughs> uh, it was up for auction and I bid for it. And believe okay. it or not, I won. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I've also got... Uh, this is my favourite that's on the desk. I, don't, I think the ha- helmet was hiding it. I have an actual playing card right. from Apocalypse Now. You know the death card? <laughs> yeah, movie movie used. You know where he goes, two spades, yeah. two spades, yeah. jack of hearts, four diamonds. I have one of those cards. Have you? Sat on my desk, have yeah. You? I've also got the last bottle of Quaaludes that Elvis ever consumed. But let's move on. Have you? Seriously? Yeah. You've not got the... You've not got There's the, nothing in it. You've not got the offending cheeseburger that finished him off, no? <laughs> No, unfortunately. That's in the bathroom, is it? Like where it always was. Next podcast, I'll show it you. I'll bring, I'll bring it in. Yeah, bring it's in it. a lovely uh, glass case. Is it? It's pretty, it, it, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, final one, Mark Ellerington. Another one via Twitter. Hardest division to win this year. I've thought about this and I've thought about this and I've thought about this. And uh, it's going to be tough. And I tipped the pound. Oh, am I jumping the gun? Oh. Am I jumping the gun? Am I jumping the gun? I'll come out with it. I've tipped the Panthers. Have you? Yeah, but that division has always been yeah. and always will be the toughest division. Because you never win it again, do you? You never win it no. again. No, it's 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 unbelievable. So I've gone for the AFC West, right? And I'm thinking Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers. Anyone could win that division too. I think the, the two we've picked, I think, are the most difficult. Unless you're a big believer in New England, and if that's the case. It's the AFC East because you've got to finish above the New England Patriots. But then this is why this is such a tough question. Yeah. If you have a division with the Cowboys, the Giants, the Redskins, the Eagles, yeah. that's always historically a tough division to Well, they'll knock in. seven bells out of each other for a start, won't they? Exactly. Beat each other up for the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Okay, then. So we're going to hear from our guests today. Um, and I was lucky enough because I do a, a programme on Five Live on a Friday, the, the Friday Football Social. And because at the weekend the, the Texans were going to play the first game at home after the tropical storm um, hit the, the city, tropical storm Harvey, we thought we'd speak to one of the Texans. So we thought we'd get the fellow with, the, with the, the best name. So we spoke to Whitney Merciless about... Wait, wait, wait. We spoke to Whitney Merciless. There you go. <laughs> you did that really. That's better than the first bit. So yeah. we spoke to good old Whitney about what it was going to be like ahead of that game to play against Jacksonville in a city that had been hit so hard one by the hell. tropical storm. One helmet. <laughs> and we also one game. asked him about one or two other bits and bobs as well. Here is Vern. Who is it? Wyndham Merciless. <laughs> Whitney, first of all, it's pretty much an unprecedented weekend, isn't it, for the NFL when we, we see the game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Miami Dolphins postponed. Of course, the devastation in, in your city of Houston. Yeah. You know, it's Mother Nature. Uh, you can't count on it, and it's unpredictable. And so we've just got to adjust accordingly. And uh, pretty much the mood in the city, in our city, in Houston, pretty much, uh, we're just in a, in a mode of recovery right now. And so as soon as this game comes on, pretty much we've dedicated the season to the city of Houston, to the people. Emotional game, just to uh, bring smiles and happiness and joy to so many lovers of football. What kind of effect has it had, Whitney, on on preparations for the start of the NFL season for the players and the staff of the Texans and for people in general in everyday life? Uh, The preparation, uh, we we take it serious every day, honestly. Uh, Taking our jobs very, very seriously, as in, you know, we we take it serious all the time. But uh, there's more of an urgency uh, in our practice uh, our mannerisms. I remember a few years ago when Hurricane Katrina struck New Orleans, it had a, a fantastically galvanising effect on the fans, on the team, on the city of New Orleans, basically. Do you expect it to have a similar effect on the people of Houston who want to see something good and want to enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to have the same effect. Uh, just uh, all the you know, the tragedy and the uh, devastation that a lot of people experience in the city. And uh, so there... I, 
I want to say the city is looking forward to something great uh, to happen. And uh, I think uh, everybody needs, uh, you know, some type of escape. It's something to get their mind off of uh, all this, uh, you know, all this tragedy, all this uh this recovery and everything. Uh, let's have a look at the league in general then and the, and the season ahead. I don't think anybody really foresaw what was going to happen uh, to the New England Patriots. Kansas City go in there, New England are everybody's tips to win the Super Bowl and they get blown away on their own field. What does that do to everybody's mindset around the NFL? Man, I mean, everybody's beautiful uh, and everybody, uh, you, you can't take anybody for granted, honestly. You know, and what everybody can take away from that is that each year is different. Uh, you know, where the, the Super Bowl winning team from last year and, uh, may not, you know, be the same way for the next year or so. So, uh, you know, the perfect example was the uh, Atlanta Falcons a few years ago. Um, you know, when they, well, when they had an undefeated record, went to Super Bowl and all that. And so, and the next year they came back and, uh, you know, had a, a terrible season uh, as far as record wise. And so that's one thing where each year is different. You cannot rest on what you did in the past. So bearing in mind he's not going to hear this, Tom Brady, because this is going to be broadcast in the UK and it, it won't come back to haunt you stateside. Did you see chinks in the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick armor? And, uh, you know, our team, uh, we, we felt like we were able to create those opportunities to create those chinks and uh, create, you know, some frustration on that offense. And so... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Seeing the way the, uh, the Chiefs played it, uh, played the Patriots, they definitely, you, you could definitely see how their game planning definitely caused some opportunities, uh, some uh, very open opportunities to uh to disconnect, uh, you know, Tom Brady, the defense, Bill Belichick's, you know, coaching and uh, play calling. Are they still the team you've got to beat, though, in the AFC? I think so. Now, you know, uh, they, they still have the, they still have that title. I mean, they, nothing is all said and done. Honestly, the game has just the season has just started, and uh, you can't you can't go off what is, you know, what just started off this early early season. Uh, we're usually looking at you know the finish line, and the finish line is you know by the time playoffs come around and also the Super Bowl. One thing we do know is that you're going to play on a fearsome defensive line because you get J.J. Watt back fit and healthy this season. Jadavian Clowney and yourself are going to rampage through one or two quarterbacks in the NFL this season. How's J.J. looking now? He's back from the back surgery. Man, he looks good. He looks good. I mean, going through camp uh, and everything, he's happy to be back. And uh, you can see it definitely. And uh, he's got a little pep in his step for sure. And he's excited, and he's looking forward to uh, contributing to the uh, to this defense, to this team. What makes him so special, Whitney? Because he looks an absolute monster when you see him from the outside. I honestly, I, it's his work ethic, his uh, determination, on uh, you know that uh, makes him so so special. Also, he's just a uh, naturally gifted freak of an athlete for sure. And uh, you couple that all together, and uh, you have a uh, you know. Three-time defensive uh, defensive MVP type of player right there, and so he's he's awesome. He's everything that you you think of, especially when you're out on the field uh, watching him. Is he as strong as he looks? Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. Definitely is. Tossing weight in the weight room, squatting about six, benching about five. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if so, if I put JJ Watt and James Harrison in the same gym, who performs best? That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Ooh, ooh, man. I and I've seen James Harrison's uh, <laughs> uh, yeah workouts. You know what? 
That's a good one. I'm gonna have to. Uh, man, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just leave that as a thought. So I can, I don't know what what would go down if you get those two in the uh, the weight room. Yeah, on a, on a more serious note, though, he's doing some wonderful fundraising, hasn't he? Since the tragedy struck in in Houston, I think the the last count was well in excess of twenty million dollars that he's raised for the city. It, it's amazing just to see that you know all the. Uh, all the support that he's garnered, uh, you know, going through his contacts and all that and uh, using his uh, status in order to uh, bring that type of uh, relief effort for the, uh, the city of Houston. And so everybody knows that he's going to do an amazing job distributing those funds, getting it directly to the people. And I've got to say, when we when we look at, at the NFL in the UK, we're very passionate about your game over here. It's it's growing all the time. We're hoping one day that we might get a franchise. The one thing that stands out for you, apart from your play on the field, you must have the perfect name for a defensive lineman who can wreak havoc in the NFL. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, you know, ever since I was a little kid, everybody said that uh, you got a, a great last name and you should be playing football. And uh, eventually I did end up playing football. Uh, thanks to my cousin who pushed me, and uh, man, yeah, yeah, now it's uh, now my name is being noticed throughout the league, and so it's uh, it's pretty cool. So we'd say merciless on the field and very kind off the field. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. You know, no mercy. Whitney, we, we wish you well this season. We hope that it can lift the city of Houston. And having been in your stadium for the Super Bowl in February, um, I know just what kind of noise is going to be generated. So good luck this season and thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you. So that was Whitney Merciless, who I'm pleased to say <laughs> is... Um, well, he knows that we know his name is great. So he thinks it's good too. So I'm really pleased about that. But imagine that. J.J. Watt, James Harrison in a gym together. Well, that he couldn't be, answer it. It would be phenomenal because yeah. all James Harrison does, or as we've seen on his socials, on Twitter and Instagram, he just trains. He's in the facility at Pittsburgh, 5.30 every morning. And apparently he said that in a year he spends, what is it, quarter, half a million dollars yep. on getting fit? He does. It's like ridiculous. Have you ever a- seen anybody in your life lift a barbell one-handed above their head. That's the one that... If you get a chance, have a look on YouTube. The thing that got me was when they went playing volleyball... (laughs) I've not seen that. ...with massive medicine balls. Oh, did they? Like like 25-pound medicine balls, just launching them over the net, catching them, (laughs) and then launching them back. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It was like, you know, the the world's strongest man when they have those big round stones? Yeah. They were throwing those over a a net. He's a mean dude as well, isn't he? He James Harrison. He, he looks look, mean. Yeah. You won't want to face him. He looks like he knows who he is. But remember years ago when the NFL used to do that quarterback competition where they would yeah. have the the targets going down the field and the quarterbacks would, you know, it was always, it, I think it was at the same place as the Pro Bowl, like yes. Hawaii. Yeah, the skills like competition. And it looked really sexy and it was like boiling hot summer and Warren Moon was in it and loads of other old school quarterbacks. They should do NFL's strongest man. Yeah. Well, he'd win it. Of course he would. But I bet Would he though? Well, would JJ bet, beat him? I, there's got to be an offensive lineman yeah. who just eats chicken and potatoes every day, every week of the year, who must be an absolute unit. Yeah. You know, because they hide their strength in their bellies, don't they? That's what we've got to find out. These are little gems that we need. Who is the strongest man in the NFL that we don't know about? We can all see the James Harrison videos. Is it like the, the left guard for the Tennessee Titans? Exactly. Or, you know, who's just like an absolute monster. I bet Bilicek can shift some tin. You think- <laughs> Let's swiftly move on to fantasy football. Yes. Because um, we, we've become, well, I've become quite obsessed with it because it's the first year that I've done it properly with the app, with the laptop. Um, Listen, I saw you week one. I'm not sure you did it properly. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I had, uh, what is it, minimal points. Open to conjecture. Minimal points on uh, on opening weekend. But it, all that will change. All that will change. I've already dipped into the into the waivers. Have you seen that? Yes. I took two off waivers. You did, and you also dropped one of your players, panicked, and got him back again yeah, through the yeah. commissioner. Yeah. Matt Forte, actually. Matt Forte, Matt, Matt Forte. Forte. Yeah. 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 Which was a bit of a shocker. That was an absolute nightmare. But but we've got a special treat for you, all right, uh, because you, we want you to get involved. We want you to play fantasy football with us. With us, yeah. And hopefully some NFLers as the season goes on. We're going to try and make that happen, aren't we? Yeah, so it's dead, dead simple. We've set up a league. We have a team. Our team is already in there, right? It is, yeah. And the league's called The Fumble with Fletch and Vern. Same as the podcast. There's a link in there. And we've hooked up with our good friends, DraftKings. It's one-week fantasy football. This Sunday, DraftKings are going to be hosting a $100,000 pick'em contest. And it's totally free. 
It is. It's totally free. It's the newest way to play. One week fancy football. Drafting your team is faster than ever. DraftKings has organised players into eight tiers. All you've got to do is select one player from each tier. Choose between public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against a group of your friends and you can play against us. us. Now, I've tried to set this up today. So I actually think, unfortunately, we're in a private contest. I'm not sure how to do the public one yet. We'll sort so, it out. So you can't find us. But what you need to do is log in, set yourself up an account with our promo code, which yep. is Fumble. Fumble. And then if you want to play, we've got the Twitter page up and running now, at the fumble yep. and if you let us know we will send you an invitation to play in the league and you can have up to 200 in the league so I've set it up for less than that this this week but if we get loads of people who fancy a game when when when, we, when, when we I can increase it right? and each week we can go and if you finish above us we'll get it out there we'll let you know if we batter you we'll let you know <laughs> so of course we will I've done our team this week right. I've had to do this because you were travelling I was travelling so we've got Aaron Rodgers at Qu- you've got a budget actually oh we'll put that on the buffet yeah, we'll put it, yeah. so it goes on your rider for being <laughs> here so I've, with our budget we've got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback Melvin Gordon and Jonathan Stewart at running back decent Doug Baldwin Mike Evans Richard Matthews at receiver Baldwin had a quiet week one though didn't he he's got the 49ers this week He'll go off against them. Yep, yep. Kyle Rudolph at tight end. Nice. Normally great around Christmas. Yep. <laughs> and then Tariq Cohen. Oh, rewind. Tar- Tar- rewind. <laughs> rewind. We've got, <laughs> we've got Tariq Cohen because Soapy Stevens or whatever his yeah. name was wasn't available because he's 5'6". He's in the flex. Right. And then we've got the Ravens D against the Cleveland Browns. Pretty so good. your fella Deshaun Kaiser is getting a beating. Yeah, well, we hope so because then we'll win. Yeah. So that's our team. Um, you go in and pick yours. You, you can spend your money on whatever you want to do. It's free to play. Um, there are other leagues that you can enter as well if that's what you want to do. And it's great. You can have it as an app on the on the iPad or the iPhone. You can do it on your computer as well. Uh, promo code is Fumble. Uh, get onto DraftKings and play with us. And hopefully we can grow this over the course of the season. <clears throat> Maybe as the season goes on, try and get a few prizes and that kind of thing for everybody to get involved in as well. well. You, know, you know what we should do? And this, I'm just putting this out there. And we haven't spoke about this off mic. I'm just going to love this. I'm just going to say it. Go on. We should have a party. That's a good idea. Do you know end what I mean? End of the season. Yeah, end of yeah. the season do, or pre, pre-playoffs. The fumble party. I think I went to one of them at college. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Uh, when I mentioned that, yeah, your it, eyes glinted in the light. Yeah, I was like, yeah, so we'll, we'll have a do. Why not? We'll have a do. Love the idea of that. It'd be Love good, the that. idea of that. And we, people who play, we can, get, we can invite them. Definitely. So get to DraftKings.co.uk now and use promo code FUMBLE to play in DraftKings free contest with $100,000 in total prizes this Sunday. That's promo code FUMBLE to compete for your share of $100,000 in total prizes. The contest is totally free to enter, so why wouldn't you give it a go? DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.co.uk for details. So, uh, because I talked about it at the top of the podcast, because the Jacksonville Jaguars have very kindly invested themselves in us, they've been our franchise for several years now, we thought that we would speak to a Jacksonville Jaguar, a representative from the Jaguars, on a regular basis, because it's nice to keep the UK fans in tune, in touch with everything that's going on in Jacksonville. And speaking of strong men, there is no better guy to speak to who represents the Jacksonville Jaguars, who is everything about the Jags, than Tony Baselli. What a lovely fella. Mr. Tony Baselli. How are you, Tony? Uh, thank you very much. Thank you for having yeah. me. Uh, people are talking already about a certain running back that the Jags have drafted and how special this guy can be. What, what have you seen from Leonard Fournette so far? I mean, you watch him in college at his university. He was amazing. Mm. Big, fast, you know, powerful guy. And that running back position is so difficult to tell what they're going to do because there's no contact. I mean, they're just running around their underwear outside. And uh, so everyone looks good at this time of year, we always say. And uh, you can fool people. Uh, but if you watch his college tape and what he did at university, uh, he's a special player. The thoughts of all the Jacksonville players running around in their underwear reminds me of one of Vernon's house parties. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on. I've the, 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 the got to make sure I get invited to that party. <laughs> hey. So we've got a situation here where the running back was almost a dying breed. Nobody was drafting running backs high. The Dallas Cowboys broke the mold last season and and drafted Zeke Elliott, who was such um, an important player for them in their winning season, which almost got them to a Super Bowl. Do you see a situation where the feature back, like Leonard Fournette, Zeke Elliott, is going to become back in vogue in the NFL? We might actually see that position becoming more valuable again 
at a time when we thought it was starting to disappear because of the passing game in the NFL these days? I don't think it's ever going to be what it once was. I think when you have special players that come out of college into the draft, they'll still be drafted fairly high. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys was a unique situation last year, though, because uh, everyone talks about Ezekiel, and he is an amazing player, but it's that offensive line. Mm. And uh, the guy, you know, they have the best offensive line in football, so it makes it much easier to run. The Jaguars do not have that yet. And so if everyone is expecting, hey, we'll get the same – you know, kind of results by taking the best running back out of college and a, and a dominant player in college, you know, you got to slow down a little bit. I think everyone's, you know, okay with it now and happy that uh, the team picked Leonard Fournette, but there was some debate going on here whether Fournette was the best guy to take for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags' investment in London, Tony, how have you seen it so far? Because it's been several years now since you've been coming over and, and I've had, we've had some good times at various events, yeah. but how do you see this relationship developing and, and are you surprised in the way that the Jags have, have invested their time in London? I mean, this is a team that's committed to uh, the UK and mm. specifically London of playing over there every year, at least one game. It's a great trip for us. We love it. I mean, I love going over there. I try to get over there as much as possible. Uh, the fan base has grown. You know, I think the big thing is is we've gone over there every year now. The fact that the knowledge uh, and the understanding of American football has grown so much. With the situation with the fans now, you say that the Jaguars as a, as a franchise have accepted London and it's a part of what you do. What do the community around it think now? Have they accepted it as well? Are they kind of up to speed and accepting of the fact that they've got to um, see now the Jacksonville Jaguars come to London on potentially more than one occasion per season moving forward. Has everybody bought in now? Yeah, no, I think so. I think, you know, it'll be interesting because there's always a tipping point. You know, they've accepted one game and they love it. And a lot of people make the trip over from Jacksonville to London. Uh, now, if it goes to two games, you know, that'll be another kind of step and people will see how they handle that. Uh, obviously, the people of Jacksonville love their team. They love the Jaguars. They don't want to lose the team to anywhere, to anyone. You know, if it goes to two games, I think ultimately everyone would be okay. I love coming over there because London's a great city. I mean, mm. it's one of the best cities in the entire world. It's fun. It's, there's energy. There's excitement. I mean, I wish I would have been playing when the Jaguars travel over there. Oh, Tony, I um, so wish you were playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, it's so good. And so it, there's nothing but positive as far as being a part of London and what the Jaguars do. And I'm telling you right now, there are guys – if, if we continue this process, which we're going to, and you watch over the next several years, you'll see more and more players coming out of the U.K. to play American football in college and then ultimately pro. Because just in the brief glimpses I've been over there and doing this academy and seeing guys, there's great athletes, there's big people mm. uh, that can move, uh, that can do things. Uh, they just got to learn how to play the game. They just haven't been playing it as long as us. But there's some, there'll be more and more Brits. Uh, in the NFL. Oh, perfect. All right, Tony, we're going to do some quick-fire questions for you. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, ready. All right. Toughest opponent you've ever faced? Game in, game out was Michael McCrary uh, or Bra Bruce Smith because I played them a lot. The toughest game I ever had was against uh, John Randall. Right, okay. Best quarterback you've ever seen, not necessarily a Jag? Uh, I'm going to say John Elway because he's my favorite ever growing up in Colorado and then uh, getting to uh, play with him in the Pro Bowl. Craziest party you ever went to at university? That, that you can talk about. Uh, I'm going to keep that to myself. My wife just, <laughs> I just, sat down, just sat down next to me and I don't want to try not to talk about it. What about the most outrageous thing you've ever bought and you thought, why on earth have I bought that? Probably the first time I, I was married right away. I've been married 22 years now, so a long time. And, but the, uh, I remember like, the first year, my wife wanted this Rolex watch and I've never bought a piece of jewelry in my life. She told me the one she wanted. And I went and looked how much it cost and I'm like... Who buys a watch for this much? I mean, I, you know, six months ago, I couldn't even go to fast food and buy, a, you know, a Big Mac. And now you want me to buy you a Rolex? So probably my, the first Rolex watch I bought for my wife. Oh, what about you, Darren? What's the first, like, luxury thing you ever bought? You know, a thing that you thought, oh, I'll never have one of them. And you, know, you, you managed to buy it. Do you know what? <laughs> Being old school... Probably, probably satellite TV. Yeah, yeah. I when I thought I've got, I've got satellite TV, yeah. I could watch all these things that I never you know, thought was possible. You know, the thing is, I remember when I was just got done playing, and uh, so I hired an agent, getting ready for the draft, and and he said, you know, you know, all these agents in the United States they'll lend you money. They give you the players back. They think you're getting money for free. Little do they realize they're going to take it right back from you. So yeah. you make it. And he says, "What do you want?" Because I didn't have. I mean, I I, I think give me five thousand dollars so I can go 
and take my friends and play golf and go to the club whenever I want to. And I thought five thousand dollars, five thousand wow. US, which is what probably about three thousand pounds. Yeah, was the I thought I was the richest man in the world. You know, that's fantastic. I bought a you, pool table. Did you? Well, it's a dinner table right. that rotates into a pool table. Okay. I've played one game of pool on it. Have you? Yeah. I watch satellite TV, no end of time. Yeah. <laughs> I got value Complete for money. Complete worst of money. Tony, Tony's wife tells the time brilliantly on the Rolex table. <laughs> you're, 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 you're the one who wasted your money. Me and Tony I'm, got value for I'm hours. I'm the loser here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who so, buys a pool table that turns into a dining room table? Oh, right? that's... that's, that's it's yeah. it's the way he rolls, Tony. That's what he does. Exactly. That's, that's insight there. That's Tony, how he rolls. Yeah. Tony, next time you're over, you'll have to come around and we'll, we'll we will have a proper game of pool on the table. Yes. Not in our underwear, though. The second those, game ever. Those on days the table. are well and truly behind <laughs> us. Perfect. Hey, Tony. Uh, one last question. I promise. One last question. Have you yeah. have you had the opportunity to go and bathe in one of those swimming pools that are in the stadium? You know, I haven't I haven't done that yet. I've been up there, but uh, every time I'm up there, I'm fully uh, clothed and. Uh, I haven't felt like getting uh, down to the uh, down to the undergarments to jump in. So uh, maybe an, one day. But you know, you have to find the right time, right people to go up there swimming. Though it's an amazing idea. It's an be, amazing yeah. idea. Yeah. To be fair, you know, Tony, we've decided to call this podcast Tony Baselli's underwear. Well, bear in mind, that's all we've spoken about for the last ten minutes. Uh, you know the, the the interesting thing about those pools always. So the TV will be sitting there doing the game, calling on radio, and t- well, our, the TV monitors and the local, you know, CBS or Fox, whoever's mm-hmm. doing the game, will take pictures of the pools. And sometimes you you know it's interesting what you see. Uh, <laughs> in oh those no, uh, <laughs> no, very interesting. Really, has that happened? Oh, it's interesting. I mean, some you know, some you want to. Sometimes it's hard to look. Sometimes it's hard to look away, and sometimes it's hard to look. I'll leave it at that. You All see, right. the secret is the Tampa Bay Rays baseball team have got similar pools, but they've got stingrays swimming in there, and I wondered why. I know now why <laughs> yeah. to stop any extracurricular activity the cameras might catch. <laughs> oh man, Tony, great to talk to you. Thank you so much for speaking to us, and we look forward to having your letter from Jacksonville on a regular basis during the course of the season. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you very much. Hey, sounds good, guys. Talk to you soon. So there you go. We'll have underwear chat with uh, a representative from the Jacksonville Jaguars on a regular basis. I wish he'd have spent his money a bit better than that. I I wanted a bit more flamboyance. Well, you know, I think when you get your first pair packet, it's essential that you do buy a decent pair of Tanga briefs. (laughs) It's got to (laughs) be. Hey, one story I've got to tell you. Uh, We get, like you say, we're going to get someone in every week. Got to tell you this about my little lad. So he's he's gone to a new school. Uh, When when we finish recording this, I'm going to go and um, I'm going to go and see him. So I'm going to meet him there. So they've got, um, it's all, it was all hush-hush. In fact, I'm not sure if it's still hush-hush. Well, let's not know if you're going to talk about it. No, so. but they've, they've got, they've got uh, Prince Edward going to the school. It's all locked down, the school. We can't get in, you know, to go and pick him up. It's, it's, it's going to be chaos. Everybody's going to descend on the school and we can't go. <laughs> it's on lockdown. The Earl of Wessex is his proper title, That's isn't right. it? So yeah. Luca came back and he went, oh, the Earl of Wessex coming down. He's only eight. So I said, all right. So I, I didn't want sure who it was. So I, I Googled Earl of Wessex, and there he is, Prince Edward. So I said, oh, I said, uh, it's Prince Edward who's coming, Luca. And he said, Dad, is Prince Edward like a Prince Albert? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> for a start, I didn't think he knew what a Prince Albert was, but I know that he does now. So I had to explain that, no, he's, that Prince Edward's not like a Prince Albert. But I said, why don't you ask him when he's at school? I said, that, you could stick your hand up. I said, he must get asked a load of boring questions like, what's your mum like? I said, but if you, if you stick your hand up son, and say, is a Prince Edward like a Prince Albert? I said, just see what he says, let me know. And if he does that, I'll tell you on a future podcast what the reaction that's why Matt Forte <laughs> told you to show him some respect. <laughs> you were looking at his jewellery. That's what it is. <laughs> see, see, I just thought I'd share that with you. Just a story that just came to me and I thought, you know, everybody deserves to hear that. Nice. We're running out of time. We're getting towards the two-minute drill, which is where the great ones come into their own. Unfortunately, we're not in that category. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do our Super Bowl picks. Right. And we're coming from a slightly better angle than some because we've actually seen some teams lose. So Super Bowl picks. I'll go AFC first. I'm going to go... Patriots. I don't think they'll win it, but they'll be in the hunt, definitely. Do you know what? My underdog... They got done by Hunt last week. Yeah, my underdog is... Broncos. Okay, well, my AFC pick, and I've got to say, it would have been different had we done it before week one. I would have gone Patriots. But I'm going to go for the Raiders. Yep. I think the Raiders would have given the Patriots a good game last year in the playoffs had Derek Carnot broken his leg. I'm hoping that we get a couple of really exciting up-and-coming teams have big seasons. 
So I'm going to go for the Raiders. I hope the Raiders don't do it because Menlik Watson left in the off-season, didn't yeah. he? And went to Denver. And I would hate it for them to get a ring the year after he left because he's worked so hard. Yeah. But having been there, or wherever it was, it wasn't in the stadium, but it, when they did media day, having stood by the podium a couple of years back and just listened to, I'm only here so I don't get fired. <laughs> From the beast. I want to see him back in a Super Bowl, slinging Skittles all over the place. They've always had a soft spot for the Raiders. Yeah. If you ever want to read an NFL book, um, there's that book called Badasses. I've read that. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's all the stories of Kenny Stabler and Ted Hendricks and Lyle Alzado, John Madden. It's got some great... You won't believe that they are a legitimate professional American football outfit. So successful. At that time, the winningest regular season franchise in the history of the league. And they literally drank themselves to the Super Bowl. Darren, they got, a, they got away with it. Brilliant. Do you Brilliant. think sports teams like that will ever come to the forefront again? I don't think you can. Do you think social, social media, media yeah. will just knock it all dead? We just know so much about everybody now. And we judge people, don't we, in that mm. way that... I mean, you think about some of the football teams. You know, I'm, I'm a Nottingham lad, and I know a load of the lads that won the European Cup. And they said, you know, they literally went out two or three times a week all together, had a good drink. Cluffy was encouraging them to socialise and stuff. You know, they got in a few scrapes along the way, but nobody cared because they were winning. And, and they said, they say you couldn't do that now. Mm. If Man United did what they did or Chelsea did what they did. You know, there's one famous story that they all tell. Night before the semi-final against Ajax, Cluffy said all the team in the reception in your tracksuits were going for a walk. And he took him for a walk around the red light district. Now, you imagine a Premier League team doing that today. Now, that was the kind of thing the Raiders would do back in the day. Keeps morale high. Yes. Can you imagine <laughs> that now? The front page of every paper. Yeah. Be on social media before you knew it. Yeah. You can't do that. Now, I'm not saying strolling around the red light district is how you win the Champions League today. But all I'm saying is you can't do mm. whatever, whoever you are, you can't get away with what you used to do. The Raiders wouldn't exist today as they, as they were. But also in the NFL, there are so many players waiting to fill your spot yeah you know so if you get a bad rap and you're out there's someone else who's going to fill your shoes next man up yeah yeah Simple but read that. that book you will love it and then get back let's do a book a week book a week i'll bring one next week okay and like the raiders book it will blow your mind it's about Perfect. the dallas cowboys oh i've read it yeah oh <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Uh, yeah stop yeah stop yeah we'll oh. save it for next week yeah all i'm gonna say the establishment that they kind of co-owned was the thing that blew me away. Crazy. Yes. We'll get to that next week. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, so the NFC. NFC, yeah. I'm going to go Panthers. Are you? I'm going to go Panthers. So Panthers, Patriots, Super Bowl for you. Yeah. Panthers or... Uh, I'd like Philadelphia to do it. I think Carson Wentz. I didn't like Carson Wentz because he hunts a lot. Right. And he posts pictures of him in dead deer, <laughs> okay. which, which kind of churned my stomach a little bit. Yeah. I'm not a veggie or anything Lots like that. Lots of things are dead deer these days, mate. Hey! Lots of things are dead deer these days. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike this podcast, oh, which is free. Exactly, there you free. go. Uh, so, but I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a solid quarterback. I've yeah. got a lot more straightforward. And also, I have a good friend, Efe's at the Panthers. Yes. And do you get, a, here's a question, do you get a ring if you're on practice squad? I think you do, think don't you? Do, you? Yeah. I'm sure the kit guy gets a ring. Yeah, right? they get them right through the organisation. I love the fact as well that we call an NFL team an organisation as opposed to a club. A club. And we call the training ground a facility. Facility. A facility. <laughs> you dropped a facility out earlier. I meant to pick you up on it then. It sounds quite medical, doesn't it? Yeah. Where are you going? I'm going to the facility. You imagine the Bolton lads, can't you, in the morning? <laughs> I've got to go, love. I'm off to the facility. <laughs> We've got, right, we've, got we've got Reading Wednesday. Yeah, we've I'm off to the facility for, to, for training like. Can you imagine? No, actually, actually, if it was Bolton, they wouldn't have one. They probably flogged it. Yeah, there you go. There <laughs> you go. I'm going Packers in the NFC. Nice. Um, my team. So the slow start hasn't really put you off? No, I thought they were good. Slow though? Yeah, I thought they were good. I think they'd be all right. All right. I, think be all right. I just look at the NFC. I'm not too keen on the Cowboys. I watched Dak Prescott against the Giants. And you thought, think he's going to have a, a yeah, dropout year this year, don't yeah, you? Yeah, well, I think they might put too much responsibility on him. I don't think he's necessarily going to drop too much. But there was one incident where they, they, were, they got a, a goal line, first and goal at like the three. And he said, well, give it Zeke, that's six. Threw it three times. And he overthrew or underthrew. And I just looked at some of his passes, not quite. I just think if they treat him like they treated him last year, mm. great. If they open the playbook up too much. I mean, the reason he went in the third round was because there were one or two issues with him. Other quarterbacks who came out that year were seemed to be better in terms of their arm strength or their accuracy or the intangibles that they talk about. So he went in the round that he did for a reason. So 
you know, I'm, I'm just not convinced that he's he's going to take the he's going to carry on progressing on that curve that he was before. And if they if they lose Zeke, if the suspension gets upheld again, mm-hmm. then they've got a problem because then you're down to McFadden or Alfred Morris, and then there's loads and loads of pressure on Dak Prescott. Then he's got to become the second coming of Aaron Rodgers if they can have any chance of getting into the playoffs. That's why I, I stick a line through the Cowboys. Let's talk about their previous quarterback, Tony Romo, made his broadcast debut with Jim Nance. Well, did I read somewhere that they were describing in America that he was so good? He was unbelievable. Have was, you seen the clip? No, but it was. they said it was like watching the NFL with Nostradamus. It's it's ridiculous, yeah. Fletch. Knew so, every play, didn't he? So he's in he's in the booth with Jim Nance, and Jim yeah. Nance is the guy who uh, does the interviews at the end of the AFC NFC Conference Championship. That's right. He goes yeah. over, he's got a real silky smooth chocolate. Does boy. the Masters? You always see does him the in, the, in the Butler cabin. Yeah. So Jim Nance is in there, and Jim Nance on this clip, it, you can find it. It's out there. Jim Nance says, "Well, we spent the off season practicing and looking at film." This is the real thing now, Tony. How are you feeling? He says, I'm excited. That's all he says. I'm excited. Taps him on the shoulder. And then the clips start. Tony Romo. This is going to the left. Goes to the left. Oh, uh, there's a blitz from the safety. So watch. He's going to check down on this and he'll throw it to the opposite side. Throws it to the Seriously? opposite side. All right. This is going straight up the middle because they've got four on one side. They've got single set on the other side. Blah, 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 blah. Straight down the middle. Okay, watch for this. This is going straight down the field because if you look at the defense, how they're all lined up. If I was quarterback, I would uh, I would uh, check down again, call a different player. Or get injured on this play. Bosh. Straight in. Down the middle of the field. He was. Was he? He's like, he's like Tony, can uh, give me the lottery numbers, please, my friend? Yeah. He read... Everything. So that's it. So when I said at the top of the podcast what I would need to watch this week, you got to watch. I that need clip. to watch Tony Romo. Yeah, do the commentary. With that Jim sounds Nance. brilliant. Honest, it's phenomenal. Is it? So we're out of time. Oh. It's been great fun. Yeah. Next week, remind me to tell you about the story when we went to the Superdome and Crossy, our producer, tangled with Rita Benson LeBlanc. Oh no! Nice. Got to tell you that next week. Right. Okay. Always makes me laugh whenever I tell you, and I might share you share with you a story about a night we were on Bourbon Street the night before the Super Bowl and we were in this little bar place and unbelievable but I'll tell you <laughs> okay Fletch I'll tell you I'll tell you about that that is Prince Albert I'm gonna need, a night out on Bourbon yeah, Street I'm going to need a week to clean it up when, I get, when I've done that I'm going to tell you next week alright thank you very much for listening uh, on Twitter you can you can let us know any questions at the fumble at the fumble get at, on to DraftKings Fumble, promo code, play fantasy football with us. Let us know on Twitter if you're joining the league and we'll send you an invite. The more the merrier. It's going to be great fun. And the first port of call is to get someone from the NFL to play with us so you can say, I played against Ray Lewis Monday. Exactly. And I beat him. We'll get Olsen to play. Absolutely. And Jason. Yeah. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Ta-da.